Hey there, it's Vashti Sarah. Welcome back to Post Blog. If this is your first time listening, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog podcast. As usual, for those of you who have been following along, thank you. Thank you for staying connected. Thank you for staying tuned and for being a part of the Post Blog Season 1 series. Today we're going to talk about I'm not prideful, I'm confident. Part two. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that we talked about the difference between independence versus confidence. Independence, a lot of the times, has a deep rooted pride issue. We believe that we're independent, but in actuality, we're just really prideful. And we use independence as a cap out, we use it as an excuse to say what we want to say, to do what we want to do, and to not ask for help. Today, we're going to talk about how pride can come in several forms, but one of those forms specifically is in the way we speak. The tongue is one of the biggest reasons so many of us get ourselves into trouble. And the tongue, if you didn't know, is one of the strongest muscle in the human body. Crazy, because it's so small, but yet it has so much power, not just in the physical sense, but even in the spiritual sense. The Bible talks about the power of the tongue in several different chapters in several different ways. It talks about how powerful the tongue is in a good way, that it can preserve life. It can be a seasoned salt. You know, the tongue is it's such a beautiful muscle. It can do so much good, but it can also do tremendous damage. And that's what I want to talk about today. So the tongue, have your tongue ever gotten you in trouble? For the most of us would probably say yes. I know my tongue has gotten me into trouble time and time again. And the tongue can get you into trouble in many different forms, in gossiping, in lying, in derogative speech, in hurtful words. The tongue can get you into trouble in many, many, many ways. One of the ways the tongue gets me into trouble is when I hold on to things and then I lash out. I lash out from unresolved issues. I lash out from bitterness and I lash out from anger. And those are things that the Bible specifically says that Christians should stay away from. But do I stay away from them? I don't because I can be prideful sometimes. The pride in me says, no, I'll do what I want. I'm independent. I will live as I please. And then when I get into trouble, I run to Jesus and I'll say, Jesus, please forgive me. Please help me get out of this situation. That is not the way of Christian living. Christian living isn't using Jesus as a genie, as a magician to say, hey, I know I got myself in this situation. I need you to save me. I probably will do it again. But hey, just get me out of it. That's not the way of Christianity. Christianity is actively choosing to live right actively choosing to live in humility, actively choosing to do the right thing, to say the right thing, and to be an example of who Jesus was on this earth during his time. If you read my blog, you know that I had a crazy encounter with my family from holding in some things that I never addressed personally. And it built up so bad that I said things that today I cannot take back. I wish I can go back and just reverse time. I wish I can take back the words that I said to my parents and to my brother, but I can't. 
I honestly genuinely can't. And they they know I've asked for forgiveness. They know I've repented. They know I've seeked God about this. But to be honest, it's hard to look back and think, wow, Vashti, you stooped that low. While I learned from that experience, that doesn't say that I haven't messed up since. Even in marriage, I've found out how easily we can say things out of our mouth and not realize, ooh, that hurt or golly, that probably jabbed my husband in the wrong way. So we need to be careful. We need to be careful with the way we speak. Here's a couple verses that the Bible specifically targets the power of the tongue. In Proverbs 13, 13, it states, those who guard their lips preserve their lives, but those who speak harshly will come to ruin. Another one in Proverbs 18, 19 says, a brother who has been insulted is harder to win back than a walled city and arguments separate people like the barred gates of a palace. Matthew 16, 36 says, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. And then lastly, Colossians 4, verse 6, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. There's many, many more verses that targets the power of the tongue, but these verses specifically, I wanted to incorporate in this podcast. And I also incorporated them in my blog post because it shows the gravity of how the tongue can separate, how the tongue can either bring unity, but most importantly, if used wrongly, how the tongue can separate the body of Christ. And a lot of the times, the reason why the tongue separates is because we are dealing with an issue of pride. Pride says, I will say whatever I have to say. I will say what I want to say, and I don't care how you feel about it. Pride is self-righteousness. Pride is placing self first and putting the other person second. Humility, on the other hand, takes into consideration the other person. Humility, on the other hand, says, hey, I know I'm hurt and I will address this maturely. I will address this with integrity. I will not use derogative words. I will not use speech or language that will hurt or bruise you. In marriage, that sometimes can be really hard because when your spouse doesn't do something the way you want them to do it, it's easy to say things like, oh, you're so lazy or you never do anything or you're never there for me. And that's not true, isn't it? For those of you who aren't married, put it into your own context for your friends. Oh, they're never there for me or your boss. He's always mean or she's always this. Maybe they're not always Maybe the one or two occasion that happened, but did you verbalize that to them? Hey, the way you blah, blah, blah hurts me. The way you blah, blah, blah offended me. A lot of the times, the reason why we spew venom out of our mouth, and I use those specific words because it is like venom. The way we speak and hurt other people with our words, venom seeps into the body and hurts. It kills And that's what words do. A lot of times the reason why we speak the way we speak is because there are things inside of us that have been unaddressed. Think for a second. People who say negative things or their speech is always filled with so much negativity. Those people are the ones who are struggling with insecurity, depression, anger, hatred, malice, and the list goes 
on. But what's the antidote? You can't just take a Jesus pill and your life is perfectly fine. That's not it at all. That honestly won't work because there's no such thing. But the antidote is daily submitting your tongue to Christ. And that sounds odd. That sounds bizarre. How do you submit your tongue to Jesus? Well, simple as this. Before you go out, before you step out your door or say a word to anyone, go to Jesus and say, Father, help me to speak the way you would speak. Help me to respond the way you would respond. Tame my tongue, but most importantly, target my heart that has unresolved issues. Heal those wounds. I shared in my blog post how one of my friends called me out and told me, Vashti, you need to humble yourself. And she told me, Vashti, first, you need to admit that you're wrong. You need to admit what you said and what you did was wrong. And once you admit that you're in the wrong, that your speech was in the wrong, your heart was in the wrong place, then you can begin the steps in humility, in walking in humility. It's actively striving to walk and speak in humility. And that's not watered down theology. We see that during Jesus' time here on earth. While Jesus was very blunt, he spoke and he meant what he said. His words were gracious. His words healed. His words comforted those who were sick. His words comforted those who were hurting. The bottom line of all of this, what we need to learn to do as believers, as Christ followers, is to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to wrath. And I believe that is what will be the shifting. That will be the game changer in many of us who call ourselves Christ followers. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Why? Because when you're listening, then it's harder to get offended. It's harder to get hurt. It's harder to get wounded and offended by those around us. Because when we listen, we don't just listen with the physical ears. We listen and see from God's perspective. And then when you speak, it's not out of anger or just immediate reaction. Rather, it's formulated thoughts. It's after you've listened and listened again, you've formulated your thoughts that you are less likely to become angry. A lot of the times when I read that verse, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to wrath, I thought it was just in the moment or after the fact, after you've struggled with your tongue and your speech, then maybe you should learn to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to wrath. No. I think this verse helps with before you make those mistakes, before you say things that you'll regret, develop that character that listens and listens again, and listens again, that sees the big picture, that has the humility to step out and widen your vantage point to see the heart of those around you, that even though what they're saying may be offensive, when you respond, you respond in love. When you respond, you respond in truth. And then you're less likely to become angry. If you hurt someone with your words, I challenge you today to go ask for forgiveness. It could be 20 years ago you said something that was really offensive that hurt someone. I challenge you to ask for forgiveness because you don't know if that person is walking around with so much insecurity because of that one 
thing you said to them. And if you struggle with the pride of tongue, if you struggle to say the right things, then maybe the first step for you is to target that area in your heart that is filled with so much anger and hurt. There's something that's triggering you to speak the way you speak. There's something that's triggering you to respond the way you respond. So think back for a moment. Think back on what has developed that callousness in your heart. Be honest with yourself. Be truthful with yourself. And then begin the steps in seeking Jesus for active and daily humility of the tongue. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button, like button, follow button, share button, all the buttons to stay connected with the Post Blog Podcast. As always, same time, same place next week. I love y'all, but remember, God loves you most.